something, something is being picked up by this mic that I don't want to be picked up right now. Oh, shit. But hey, I don't know what it is, so I don't know how to stop it. There you go. And that's, that's how you know you're listening to Come At Me, an extremely important <laughs> podcast. My name is Riley. I'm here with Kindred. Hello. Um, sorry, I Oh, it's okay. Uh, just speaking of unwanted noise, just for the listeners, um, I have a fan on currently, but I couldn't not have a fan on because l- literally I would die while recording this podcast. My room is 90 degrees. Cool. And cool. Um, my room borders the bathroom, which my sister is currently taking a shower in, and she has the Bose speaker going with music. So if it's, if you hear any like bass, it's that, but hopefully you can't hear it, although I'm very close to the wall. <laughs> Well, I feel better now. I don't know what this is picking up. I think it's... I'm currently trying to transfer files to a hard drive, an external hard drive. Uh Uh-huh. Because I have, like, so much shit on this shitty, shitty, shitty computer now that I'm afraid it's going to explode. And I think it's picking up, like, the sound of my computer thinking this hard. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. So this is just off the bat. A high-quality... Clair- clarity full clarity ridden episode wow and after last week's episode which ended really oh abruptly, yeah people are gonna wonder like what's happening to us everything's just dying. collapsing mm-hmm. so if you oh, listen to last man. week's episode kindred's wi-fi and then subsequently her 4g went out and our phone yeah. call just dropped yep and I'm never yep. going to finish my story about the girl with the tattoo because I don't, I think fate wanted it me to not. <laughs> fate was like, how dare you try to tell this story? Yeah, like, sorry. You don't uh, get to tell this tale. And I mean, we eventually got back in contact, but then we decided just to leave it. Yeah, we're like, you know what? It's funny. <laughs> it's, it's good. Fine. It's whatever. So that's what we went with. It's true. But I anyway. Think, I wonder if my gain got messed with because it's like... I'm just going to turn the gain down. Okay. Sorry if I just got way quieter, but it was like picking me up so loudly and I'm very self-conscious about when it turns red on the little monitor. <laughs> this oh, is probably yeah. the worst start to any episode <laughs> and I'm just sorry for that because we're talking about one of the greatest albums I I know of. I think we say that at the start of every episode. Probably. Like, this, this is, is the just, worst. This is a real rocky <laughs> show if you haven't caught on yet. We really know what we're doing. Uh, we'll get there one day. Mm, yeah, I mean, we keep saying that, and we have improved, so. Yeah, yeah. One day, I'll stop saying like. And I'll stop saying, there's like four things I say. And yeah. Like, and I'm like, I gotta stop. I gotta stop. I think my main one is like, and I also realized yeah. I edited the last week's podcast, and I realized that I need to stop talking in general. Oh, like, I just talk too much. I need to just stop and just let Kindred talk. Because I think I talked, like, 90% of the Rebel Without a Cause episode was just me, like, rambling on. And I was like, wow. Well, I don't remember that, but... Maybe but it's I, just I, that's how our dynamic is. I just ramble. Just, I think I just haven't been very talkative lately, so I think it's it's all good. Well, you know, as long as I'm talkative and you're not talkative and no one's feelings are hurt... It'll be okay. Just hopefully we don't happen on an episode where neither of us are very talkative, and then it's just dead air for, like, three minutes between (laughs) each. I think those episodes just turned into us talking about how sad we are. I think that's that's what normally happens. That's really true, which isn't isn't great. Not great. But, guys. Feeling good today. Feeling good. 
doing fine. That's all. You know, the huge. It's it's really true. It's very true. I've noticed now, because you know, like, how every time you talk to anyone, they ask how you're doing? Yeah. I've noticed that I don't know how to respond anymore. Because oh. I feel like I just always say the exact same, like, you know, same right. old, same old. Right. Well, I find... And I feel like it's really boring. Yeah. I mean, I've... Okay, I've got... I've actually got a couple of thoughts on this. Okay. Cool. One, I feel like uh, with coworkers and at work, I, my answer is, of yes, always the same, because I am mm-hmm. usually just, like, I'm at work, like, I'm whatever. I usually and say, you know. And it's just, like, a nicety. Yeah, like, I exactly. Like, I know people are just being, like, cordial. Right, and I just say, yeah, doing good, or whatever, doing good. Mm-hmm. And then, um, but, like, if you were to ask me how I was doing and I wasn't doing good, I would actually get into it with you. Yeah. <laughs> like, you know? Yeah. So I think... But, you know, it's not also not an easy answer to – easy question to answer, but let me – Yeah, I guess that's what it is. I always want to, like, pause and be like, I don't know. Right. Let me – How am I doing? Let me think. It's like I feel – I'm doing fine, but, yeah. you know. Right. Well, and then I start to, like, analyze my life, mm-hmm. and that's not a good place to go to. Right. But, but I'm just like, wow, everything is the same. Right. Not in a bad way. Right. Just, I feel like I should have more to report sometimes. I guess, like, I'm used to, you know, going to school and having, like, oh, Oh, well, this class is going well. The semester's almost over. Like, measuring my life in, like, four-month periods. Right. And now it's just, like, I'm just still going to work. And then not going to work, you know? Yeah. No, if I were to, I guess, I guess, like, extended family, I imagine, like, if my... If anyone yeah, would ask me, so how's like it going? An update. Yeah, I'd be like, just keep on, just trucking. I work and then I am not at work. Yeah. That's it. That's literally it. Which is just such a, like, boring. It is. But not I mean, fun. I'm not, you know, I don't, they don't care about what I tell my therapist. They don't care about this podcast. Like, those are the things. Like, Maybe they do, Kindred. Eh. <laughs> well, so the thing is, sometimes I'll say, like, People be like, what are you, what are you up to? You know, mm-hmm. and I'm like, I'm working on this podcast, trying to start a second one. And people will be like, tell me what it is. And I'm like, like I don't no. want to. <laughs> no. Like, I don't want you specifically right. to listen to it. Right. Yep. <laughs> Which is, I'm just so, I'm incredibly shy and extremely right. introverted and very terrified of like, um, people having a, a free realm to just like judge me as a human being. Oh Yeah. And this, I'm, I feel very candid on this podcast. Yeah, as you should. And then I worry about what I have said in the well, past. Well, yeah, for me, it's if any of my... I know I haven't said anything bad about my extended family, and not that but I ever what would, if, but, but like, what, what if, if something slipped? Yeah, exactly. Or something... I don't know. I just... I have very open opinions in general. Right. If, like, if anybody talks to me, I'll just tell you what I think, but... Right. But, you know... Yeah, it's no, it's it's. I think it's weird because especially this after we record these, I do not remember like what oh, has yeah. transpired. For the so. first, the first couple weeks, our friends who would listen would like text me quotes mm-hmm. or like say like, "Oh, that was so funny," or like right. respond to something we'd said. Right. And I'd be like, "I don't know what you're talking about. I like, I have no idea what you're referencing right, right. now. You're gonna have to it. explain the context of this. right. Because right. this is just like a conversation we're having. It's not. It like, is very. I mean. Sometimes I have written notes out, but that doesn't really right. mean anything. Today no, it's I not don't. scripted or whatever. Like, mm-hmm. 
<laughs> scripted conversation. That sounds that sounds fun. We should do that. We should sit oh, down God. and write out everything beforehand, and then oh, we can Jesus. sound like we did on our Christmas episode where we're just supernatural, like, just very robotic. Yeah, <laughs> just really natural. We're not act- we're not like reading. It's great, guys. It's fine. It's weird. I wish I could read naturally. I don't know why. Yeah, I, can't. I guess right. I'm just not an actor. Oh yeah, not a me neither. <laughs> no. God no. Anyway, but, you know where are we? So Riley, what are we? What are we doing today? Um, so today we're talking about we're we're switching things up again. We're gonna we are. periodically do this. Um, we are going to be exploring things that aren't necessarily things the other person doesn't know that we our feelings on mm-hmm. yet. Mm-hmm. If you're not a longtime listener, you might not even know that that's a theme of this podcast. Right. But, uh, the, the, usually we focus on media that we either love or hate that the other person doesn't know about. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I'm over-explaining this, but anyway. It's fine. <laughs> so this I mean, I it's have, not an easy premise. It's not. It's a, <laughs> I like it. It's a good one. Right. But every once in a while, we're going to pop in with things that the other person knows about or yes. knows our feelings on and just talk yep. about that because it's hard to come up with brand new things every week when you're friends who talk often about things yes. you like. Yes. Yep. So... This week, I gave Kindred the assignment to listen to um, Balloon Mind State by De La Soul, mm-hmm. which is one of my favorite albums of all time. Never right. gets old. I could, I can and have listened to it on repeat mm-hmm. multiple times. It's, it's great. And if she doesn't like it, that's fine. And we'll talk <laughs> about it. And if she does like it, that's fine, too. And maybe and we'll talk about it. <laughs> So, Kendrick, how did you feel about this album? Well, one, I think, I think I listened to it wrong. Not because, and I want to start off saying I didn't not like it, but I think the atmosphere I listened to it in, which is a CD in my car, driving to and from work, you know, multiple times, I couldn't get the full like musicality of it because I'm in a car, mm. and so, um, you know, on the freeway with air conditioning going, and so like. I can only listen to it so loud. But anyway, um, I went, I, after the first, like, two times listening through, I was like, this is good. I was like, what am I missing, though? I was like, Riley really, really loves this album. What am, what am I missing out on? And so I went on to Amazon, um, and I just have two reviews that I thought, <laughs> I, listen, this isn't a thing. I just, like, I genuinely want to know what people, why people love this, what's going on. So uh, there, there's one five-star review, and I, it ends really nicely. It says, all right, this is called The Best of De La, and it's five stars from December 29th, 2005. And it says, I have been a fan of De La since Three Feet High and Rising through AOI, Bionics, first slash <laughs> Thump. <laughs> and in my humble opinion, this is the best. I am white, if that matters. <laughs> so, so I was like, oh... It's <laughs> a little confused by that. I was like, okay. And then uh, I have a one star review. Um, it was the this on Amazon. This had ninety five percent five star reviews out of a couple hundred wow. reviews. And so I was like, okay, I people mean, love wow. this. I know. I was like, people love this album. So I was like, let me find the one star review that's on there, and yeah. I found it. And it's got a fun title, and it's kind of punny, but not good. It's called Bull. Looney, so oh it's kind god. of like a oh my god <laughs> play on baloney and balloon. Anyway, uh, this is from 2010. 
and it's by G. Muhammad, and he says, after picking back, <laughs> such a, okay, after picking back up my passion for DJing, I had to upgrade my CD library. I realized that in my De La Soul collection, that this was the only one I didn't have because I didn't think the album was good, especially because, especially wanted it because of that cut called that Break of Dawn. The reason I didn't that buy break it. Dawn. <laughs> the reason I didn't buy it was the price it was selling for on Amazon. So when I reviewed what others had to say, I was like, I gotta have it. So I copped it, bad idea, especially for the price. I got the album, went through it, and was like, what the heck was these people listening to? The only song worth the this, worth this CD is Break a Dawn. Word to the wise for those who shop on Amazon, if there are no samples to listen to, 10 times out of 10, the album sucks. Stakes is High was their greatest album. This is straight, this album is straight balloon. So four people found this review helpful and I didn't, I wasn't one of those people. Um, Overall, (laughs) my thoughts on this album are, it's, I can tell it's really good and I think just hip-hop isn't my thing because I don't find myself wanting to listen to it over and over and that's and it like I said it's not I don't think it's bad it's just it's just not my style and and that's that's that I guess (laughs) I want to hear I want to hear I want to hear all your raving thoughts because I really want to figure out what I'm missing I think it's going to be hard to, like, uh, I want to say coagulate, and that's not mm-hmm. the word, but no, I'll just go with it's it. Fine. It's going to be hard to coagulate my thoughts. Uh, okay. Because it's like, I have listened to this album maybe mm-hmm. over a hundred times. Okay. <laughs> I've listened to it so many times because I just genuinely love it. Right. And I think it's really interesting because if you look up any of the lyrics... Yeah. As a whole, they... I have no idea what the hell they're talking about. Okay. Like, you could read any line and it's like, I don't know what that means and I would have to, like, do research to find out what they're talking about. Right. And... But, like, the overall gist of the album... Uh Uh-huh. The thing about De La Soul is that they're they're always reacting to the reaction of their previous album. Oh, okay. So, like, Three Feet High and Rising came out, and it was, like, a huge hit. Okay. And they kind of became these, like, media darlings, and, like, they were very popular in mainstream culture. Okay. Um, I'm pausing because Audacity's frozen. It's... Well, we might be back. I don't know. I don't know what we missed, but we're back. Okay. Um, so then they came out with an album following that one mm-hmm. called De La Soul is Dead. Okay. Which, so like, Three Feet High and Rising is very, like, playful mm-hmm. and silly. Like, the whole thing, the premise is that it's, like, happening during a game show. Like, that's the okay. whole thing that, like, strings the songs along. Okay. It's, like, very silly. And it was kind of, again, their reaction to what mainstream hip-hop was at the time which was very hard like very like gangster is what i would say in my what in the widest way i can (laughs) i am white if that matters gangster Uh yes um so anyway so they made this three feet high and rising album very silly very playful very fun um also some serious notes but you know Mm -hmm. 
followed up by De La Soul is Dead, which was a reaction to people, like, loving that album, which was a lot harder and a lot tougher. Right. Um, and, like, not my favorite thing. Okay. And then their reaction to the reaction to that was to make <laughs> Balloon Mind State. Okay. Which is this kind of... The first, like, half of it, like, up until I Be Blowin', which, yeah. I mean, that's only three real songs, actually. Right. Um, are really focused on, like, what what mainstream media, what their record company wants them to do. And that's that theme goes on throughout the rest of the album. Okay. But it's kind of this thing of, like, they want us to be super accessible. Right. They want us to be, like appealing to, you know, Negroes and white folks a buy in this right. album. Okay. Um, that's a quote from the album. Right, I'm not right, just being right. weird. <laughs> right. Uh, but, like, the whole, all these songs seem to be focused about being who they want to be and, like, uh-huh. fuck this idea of, like, you need to be, you need to get that three feet, in high, three feet high and rising vibe back where, like, all these people want you on, like, the Today Show or whatever. Oh, okay. But then... It's filled with all this just, like, fuckery as well. That, like, there's so many lyrics that are just, like, purely fun and playful and silly and ridiculous and confusing and, like, surreal to me. Like, Uh there's so many lines that, like, I literally am just like, I don't know what this means. Right. I'm white, if that matters. That's going to be what this episode is called. (laughs) But, um, the other thing I love about it, Mm -hmm. I love a lot of things about it. But it's got a really, really heavy jazz influence. I mean, honestly, the one track where it's just, like, saxophone, I was like, this is my favorite song on the album. I'd be blowing. Oh, yeah. That's a good one. Yeah. that's So there... I don't know. I guess I think this is one of those things that, in my mind, this is a Mm -hmm. very accessible album. Like, I feel like anyone could listen to this and, and appreciate it and like it. Right. But then if I break it down... There's some definite, like, barriers to accessibility that I think are very deliberate. Right. Like, intro is just this, like... Oh, I mean, what a way to start out an album. Just, like, this might blow up, but it won't go pop. Like... Right. Y'all might be really into this, but we're not We're not pop. We're not who you want us to be or whatever. Right. And then, I don't know, like, getting into, like, Ego Trippin' is my... Probably my favorite song. Okay. Like, period. Mm-hmm. Like, just in life. Yeah. And that song, like, ends with people just screaming. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And I'm into that stuff. I right. think that's fun. And I think a lot of this, especially, like, uh, what is it? Paul's Revenge. Mm-hmm. Where did that go? Yeah, that's, like, mid-album. Mm-hmm. Um, which is just, like, a voicemail of a guy getting pissed for people mm-hmm. not crediting him. Okay. And that's a, that's yeah. a whole song, you know, that's 43 right. seconds of just, like, a voicemail to, like, somebody playing out a drum rhythm. Right. Of this guy just being angry. But this right. is, like, this does for me exactly what an album should do. Okay. In that it, like, tells a story and it's it's packaged in a way that this album, like, you you can pull singles from it. Right. Like, I think a lot of these songs are really strong on their own. Right. But the the vibe and the narrative and the, like, journey you go on, starting at the beginning and ending with Stone Age, mm-hmm. I think is done really well. And I think De La Soul, from the beginning, tried to do that with their music. Right. 
And I appreciate that as I'm, I am an album listener. I mm-hmm. like to listen to an album from start to finish and I like mm-hmm. to not want to skip songs. Right. And so something like this for me is just packaged so nicely with a little bow on top. Right. And like, other than that, I just think it's groovy and fun and like, I don't know. It connects with me and maybe right. it's just one of those things that it connects with you or it doesn't. Right. And I and think it connects with me. Right, and I think that's probably it. I think I listened to the back half of the album more than the first half, just because after reading all those Amazon reviews, they were all talking about um, the I Am, I Be, and the songs after that. Yeah. Which is good. They're all, like, it's all good. For me, though, and I think, like I said, I was listening to this in my car, and, like, I have good speakers, but, you know, it's not like listening to it on headphones. But yeah. I don't. I don't have a Walkman, and oh, guys, this why not? I know, right? This isn't streaming, so uh, I have. So Riley bought me the CD, which was very nice, and it will now forever be in my car CD collection, along with a Barry Manilow CD and a Peter Gabriel CD. What the fuck? Um, <laughs> so I mean, it's a really like good collection. It's real solid. It's really Send them super to that solid. DJ guy on Amazon. Oh my god, he's like finally. Uh, I use the Peter Gabriel. No, I use the Barry Manilow CD to um, scrape ice, ice off, off of my windshield when I lived in Idaho. So um, that's why that's in there. But um, but I think for me, just listening to it in my car on the speakers, it it all felt very like similar tonally. Like hmm. like it all kind of sounded like the same song blending into each other and not that that's not that that's a bad thing it just for me it wasn't I mean I guess uh, I I don't know it was there wasn't something that's nothing stuck in my head with a lot of albums that we've reviewed you know that you've given me to listen to I will have like especially like the Rolling Stones I had those songs stuck in my head but this one even after listening to probably four or five times none of them stuck with me in my head I and I think maybe, because I've had that feeling on a lot of albums I've listened to before. Yeah. And, and I think maybe that comes from, amongst other things, like being unfamiliar with a genre. Right. Because, like, when I listen to, like, uh, K-pop mm-hmm. or, like, even a lot of rock. Yeah. Stuff that, like, and I like I like rock music in general, yeah. but only from a very specific era. Right. I think when you're not familiar with a genre, because it is things within a genre, it can all mm-hmm. just start to sound like the same thing. Because, like, yeah, this is hip-hop and rap music. Right. So every song is going to be a rap. Right. So if you're not familiar with, like, that genre, it's going to sound like, oh, this is a rap song. Right. And you can just, like, put it in that category, you know? hmm Like, I think a lot of people, there's, you know, that classic cliche phrase of like I'll listen to anything but country and classical right which is like so fucking stupid yeah and a lot of people will throw rap in there too yeah yes and I think it's something that's not unless you're someone who digests it on a regular basis which like I have become Mm -hmm. with rap music right um I think it can just feel like oh yeah that's that and you right. just, like, put it over there. Because, like, classical right. music, while I appreciate it, and there's some that, like, obviously stands out and is, like, amazing, mm-hmm. for the most part, 
I can just be like, oh, yeah, that's classical music. Right. See, and for me, I love, like, I, over the past couple of years, I've really, really, really gotten into, like, swing music, big band, jazz. Yeah, um, and, yeah so, and see, to me, I hate swing music. Oh, and it's one it's does not one of my favorites it's see and so i think not that these are two opposite ends of the spectrum but i i get exactly what you're saying because for me i can like i can i can tell the difference between different bands yeah and i I would just immediately be like this all sounds the same even if i could like appreciate it i'd be like yeah this is this right right yeah i think like music that you're not invested in that you don't connect to that you don't Mm -hmm. digest regularly Right. Is, like, so easy to put in that category of, like, this is this, and I don't like this, or I don't connect with this, or this just sounds like what it all sounds like. Right. But it's, I don't know. I feel like it's interesting to me because this album is so different from, Mm -hmm. like, most hip-hop and rap, especially from the 90s. Right. It's, It's, like, incredibly unique and incredibly experimental the mm-hmm. whole jazz element was like super unique and just nobody was really doing that right and i think they took risks that most people wouldn't take because they had this attitude of kind of like we don't care what you think we're just gonna do this like they played around a lot and had a lot of fun it's really similar to like they get grouped in and they were friends with a tribe called quest okay and it's it's a very similar um, attitude like a tribe called Quest was almost famous for being lighthearted, uh-huh. and even though they they did tackle social issues and you know would get their foot in that way, like they have a song just about like not eating meat or like it's like about right. a vegetarian girl or whatever. Right. Like, they have these just like silly songs that are executed really well, or like um. They have a song about losing their wallet in Mexico. And it's, like, the whole song is basically just them, like, repeating, like, they left their wallet in El Segundo. Like, just saying that over and over again. And it's and it's not this thing about, like, I. there's a line in this album, too, like, fuck being hard. Pasta is right. complicated. Right. And that's the whole face and game of, like, rap and hip-hop was, like, we're hard, we're tough, don't fuck with us. Right. And these guys kind of stepped out in this new way of just, like, we're just people. <laughs> like, right. we're just people living our lives, and we're going to write about that. And I, I don't know. I guess I've come to appreciate rap in this really – I see it as, like, a new form of, like, poetry. I feel like it's poetry for, like, our time. And that's what I think – this is – I because I had thought about that. I was like, I this is – I think that this is why Riley really connects with rap yeah. is because I know you really love poetry and yeah. where I can, I can appreciate poetry and, but I do not, I don't connect with it on a level that I think you do. And so yeah. I think that, that, that really with rap being very poetic and I know that you love Kendrick Lamar because I know he's very talented lyrically and mm-hmm. I think moving, but I don't, I don't appreciate I don't appreciate poetry in that way I guess yeah and I think that's yeah. I think that's really I think that's that's where I just don't quite connect yeah I think that makes sense because like I don't know it's interesting to me because I feel like yeah rap is like a in my head mm-hmm. it's a transcendence of what jazz used to really be right and what poetry is 
was and is. Uh-huh. And it's it's got this, like, freeform element mm-hmm. while still being very purposeful. Yeah. And I just think it's brilliant. Like... Yeah. There's so many layers to stuff. I don't know. You, you can... Like, go read the lyrics to... I'm going to talk about this album on every episode, probably. But to Pimp okay. a Butterfly. <laughs> yes. I still, like, I don't care what people say about Kendrick Lamar. I don't give a shit if people think he's just, like, whatever. People talk so much shit on him. I, which I think is rude, because I think... I, I When I was staying at your house with you and Josh, you mm-hmm. guys... What what had just happened? The Grammys, maybe? But probably. he had had a... He had a performance, and I watched it with you guys. And I, I only know what you've played for me. Um, but it was a, it was an extremely moving, powerful performance. Yeah. So and I, I think, don't. I, don't I think people just talk shit when people get really successful. Yeah. Which like with To Pimp a Butterfly, he was catapulted to like a whole new level that he was yeah. not at before. At least right. just with like fame and and his right. his songs that get popular. While I do like them. I can see why that's annoying. I, f- I just think pop music is shitty. And and not, like, in general. I think what right. it does to a song is shitty. Right. Where they just, like, play it, play it, play it, play yeah. it, play it, like, to death. Right. I think that's shitty to music. Yeah. And he's had some songs that get played to death. Mm-hmm. And that sucks because it makes people right. react, sh- like, react in a way that I think isn't fair. But right. also, you know, no one's immune to criticism. No, no. But, um, like, To Pimp a Butterfly, I will talk about all the time. It is the most, it's one of those albums, there's been very few albums that I listen to it, and I am, like, in awe of what Mm -hmm. they have done. Right. And that album, like, I cannot (laughs) be hyperbolic about it. It's, the way he crafts this album from start to finish, I think, mm-hmm. is literally genius. I think it's like, right. a sh- I don't think he'll ever do anything as good as that. Right. And and the lyrics are amazing and well-crafted. And just to be able, I think it's such an amazing skill to be able to not only write incredibly interesting and thought-provoking lyrics, mm-hmm. but to deliver them in a right. way that is so smooth and rhythmic and like I just think he's genius I think no one has rhythm like him right no one that I've heard has has flow like he has Mm -hmm. I'm the whitest person in the world and I shouldn't (laughs) I'm I'm white if that matters I should not be talking about any of this I mean you can have your but you can have opinions I can but like I but then I like notice that I'm sitting in a beanbag chair with a hello kitty light and I'm talking about flow (laughs) And I'm hey, like, oh my god. Hey, you are a human and you can appreciate flow and you can also appreciate Hello Kitty. <laughs> like, you know what? It's you can. Just fun. It's okay. But yeah, and I guess that's to me uh the reasons I like this album in some kind of order. Mhm. One. It's just fun. Right. I just like it. It's groovy, it's dancey, it's fun, it's playful. Mhm. I think it's got some, like, grooves to it, like none other. It's just mm-hmm. so, again, well done. I think their sampling is amazing. They were pioneers of stealing shit, which I think right. is great that they used to get a lot of trouble for. <laughs> B, I'm impressed by these people's skills that I will never comprehend. I think they're mm-hmm. amazing. I don't. I mean, there's. I could go on and on, but I think... Yeah. 
it's it connects with me and i it's funny because like you say you listen to it in the car and that wasn't the best place to listen to it but yeah my a very distinct memory for me of this album is when i was going to byui mm-hmm. i would like put this album on on my like little cassette thing that hooks into your phone you know yeah and just like blast this okay. and just like drive around Rexburg when I was like leaving going to INL to do my <laughs> editing job and just like feeling so happy and like it was such a good mm-hmm. loud break from just like the bullshit of daily BYUI life right and I yeah I just think it's fun I think it's a fun time and that's my uh, review nice fun. I'm I'm glad to hear all that and I think it really yeah I'm I can I can see it and I'm mm-hmm. and I'm glad you love it like I'm I'm I understand now I get it yeah no it's really good I'm glad good. that you gave it a, a chance a I, good chance. I did I did and it will now be in my car forever just in case anyone I'm ever driving just wants <laughs> to listen to it man I just think it's yeah it's so it's so clever I like clever things and it's, I think good rap is ultimately very clever and it does right. things that I would never think of. And that's right. the thing that I think is so boring about most music mm-hmm. is it does things that are like so predictable. Mm-hmm. Like last night we were at the show and I won't say who the band is, not like anyone would ever know or care. <laughs> right. But I don't want to talk shit on people that like I might run into again. Right. Um, but this band was playing and it was like a rock group. Mm-hmm. And it was like they did great, and it was fun, and all those things. Yeah, but like every song sounded like another song that I've already heard. Mm, sounded yeah. like five hundred million other songs. Right, and even they're like, mm, what's the word? I don't know anything about music. Just like the tempos, uh huh, and the pauses they would make were so like predictable. Right. And it crowd was like, pleasing yeah like... yeah and and like i felt bad for the drummer even though he seemed to be having yeah. a great time it was just very standard right you know just like right. feel, just providing a beat right which i think would get really old right but i think but I th- go ahead i mean i think some people that's probably what they're striving for is something like really accessible and something yeah. that could maybe rocket them into some sort of commercial fame which yeah I think that's fair. Which is, I mean, which is, you know, whatever they want to do. But I, yeah. I under, it, it does kind of take away the romance of music, I think. Yeah. And I think it's, I think it's really hard to be super, you know, original, especially oh, now. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Um, Where you can access anything that's ever been written. Yeah. And jo- even Josh and Zach were trying to come up with, like, a new name. They're starting a new project. Ooh. And they were trying to come up with a new name. And it was, yeah. like, everything we came up with that we liked was already a shitty band, you know, that made right. one album online. Right. Yeah. And that's just, it just sucks that there's such an oversaturation yeah. of everything. Even, we were playing this game. I am just going to talk a lot. That's oh, okay. We're only at 35 <laughs> minutes. It's okay. <laughs> I'm going to say like a lot. I'm going to say uh-huh. I think a lot. And I'm going to talk a lot. Perfect. We were playing um, Until Dawn. Uh-huh. Which is such a fun game. Yeah. Um, if you haven't played it, check it out. It's great. But there's a song at the opening of the game, and it's so bad. Like, oh, objectively bad. Oh, geez, yeah. It's supposed to be, like, haunting and a little, like, oh, Native American-y, which is questionable in itself. Right. <laughs> right. 
Um, but it's like the the singer is really flat. Uh, oh, and it's just really stupid. And yeah, like, and it really takes you out of the like uh, immersion in the game. Right, that sucks. To just, yeah, to just like be that transported sucks. by this like shitty song. Right, and we were like looking at each other. Uh huh. And we all just said, "Why? Why? Uh, yeah. There are so many songs. Why would you do this one? Like, why right. not?" And I think it was probably written for the game, and that's why. But well, they should have rewritten it. Well, let's <laughs> just do like. do anything else, you know? Right, right. And I I think about this sometimes with movies as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I feel like. Uh, I say that I say all the same things. I'm just realizing more and more. I need to have a a white a whiteboard like just in front of me it. that I can tally every time I say I feel I think like uh-huh. <laughs> right. anytime I talk continuously for more than two minutes. So just <laughs> check those so I can watch myself. But I'm not. I'm just gonna keep talking. Um, I went and saw a Quiet Place this weekend, mm-hmm. which I really recommend. And I told you I recommend. It's really nice. Mm-hmm. Um. But it was really original. Right. Like, a really original idea. And I know there's been similar things like that Audrey Hepburn movie where she's blind is a similar, you know, jumping right. off point. Whatever that one's called. Right. Um, but I was thinking about movies really started, you know, around the 30s, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Before then was mostly plays and da-da-da. I mean, maybe 20s, like silent right. films, I guess. But, right. um Movies as we know it started somewhere in the 30s. Yeah. So this medium has not been around for very long. No. Especially compared to like books and... Books, music. Yeah. Yeah. Plays, whatever else. Right. Art in general. Yes. And I feel that we are <laughs> exhausting uh-huh. this like media. Yeah. And I think there's so much room for new and fun and genius ways to do things yeah but most people are just doing things we're already fairly comfortable with with just really expensive like graphics <laughs> which i think is just terrible um and i agree and i agree with yeah because like um i think uh horror movies especially yeah have just become and i haven't seen a quiet place maybe i'll get around to it <laughs> like i'll get i think there. you'd like it i think it it's a breath of fresh air in just that it's an original story that's not adapted right. from something else right no and that that is very refreshing but like for the past the past couple of years they're all of the horror movies are the same mm-hmm. they're all the same and it doesn't matter how much money gets put into them and i guess you could argue get out was different i didn't see get out either i don't oh. make it to the movie theater but um, i think you'd like it i really liked it yeah i'm i'm sure i would like it <laughs> but i think but besides besides that though yeah like, that's the, the bye bye man those sorts of shitty <laughs> i didn't even hear about that but oh, it, <laughs> and kindred and i are both like fairly i would say big horror fans yeah, as I compared to movies. like yeah. the normal demographic yeah that's probably it's one of my favorite things to watch is um i wouldn't say horror i don't know what to call that genre that encompasses horror psychological thrillers suspense like all that stuff i i'm think, sure there's I think some horror i think that. horror is pretty broad yeah i guess I horror think- i think of more um gore yeah. Okay. Which I'm yeah. not super into, but no, um, no, no. 
Yeah, so I think that's, it's like when you come across something that feels original, Mm -hmm. immediately I'm kinder to it. Yeah. Yeah. Like um, Creep. I watched Creep Mm -hmm. and Creep 2 a couple weeks ago with one of my friends for the second time, and I was just like, it's just so nice to watch something that, like, someone put their brain into. Right. And And it's not just a formula. Yeah. And of course it relies on some tropes because it's, you know, of that genre. So there's only, there's some things that like are going to happen. Right. But it, the characters were so unique and the, Mm -hmm. the fear it induces is so unique. It's such a new just concept, I think. Yeah. And I'm so forgiving to things like that because I'm so tired of just the same fucking movies getting made. Yeah. Like Nicholas Spark shit. Oh my God. Don't get me started. And the thing is, what dominates now is just those stupid. I don't want to talk to Michelle. People love it. Yeah, but like (laughs) the Avengers movie just came out and they made Uh $81 million in one day. Yeah. Maybe it was billion. I don't know. It was a lot of money that I'll never comprehend. And it's going to like break records and all this shit. And I'm just like, why? And like. and the thing about it is all, all the stuff online about it, people are just heavily disappointed, and yet everyone's going to see it. Right. And I mean, and I saw I saw one review that they're usually pretty critical, but they they enjoyed it. And I think, mm. uh, I don't know. And I, I won't see it. I won't ever. I, yeah. There's, I don't have no desire. But for me, I feel like with this oversaturation, and it really is just completely oversaturated, you know, I've got mm-hmm. Amazon Prime, Hulu, Netflix, YouTube, and it's like I don't access to virtually anything. Anything I want. And yet I I will start movies all the time and be like, I don't care. Like yeah. I and like I don't care, I get it. And then I shut it off. And I think and it's I, it's really nice to find a piece of media that you are actually you want to get in. to the ending. And I think that speaks to you know, I mean, I, I don't like to talk about this too much because I think on the whole it's kind of bullshit. But Right. Oh, excuse me. I just burped. Oh. <laughs> the, like, YouTube culture of life mm-hmm. now and just... Yeah. I mean, Instagram and Facebook and everything is so, like, short attention span. Yeah. And I... There was this dude, um, Rockalom Bob Moses. Uh-huh. He's this, like, awesome drummer, old hippie man. He's wonderful. Yeah. Um... He's like, I don't know. I don't know how to explain any of this. But he, he would come to BYUI and do, like, uh, master classes. Yeah. And Josh is a drummer, so I would go to them sometimes just right. to, like, listen to this guy talk. And he brought up this point once, and I, like, play this game all the time now because it's crazy to me. But mm-hmm. he said, like, watch a movie or watch television more. Watch television. Yeah. And count how many seconds they'll stay on the same frame. Oh, yeah. And it's... <laughs> fucking bonkers yeah like you'll count to two three four two one two you like rarely get past five seconds on a frame and i don't i don't want to pretend i'm like a scientist and i know shit Mm -hmm. i don't know what this has done to our brains i don't know if it's been around long enough to alter our brains at all right but i certainly think that i know personally i even i was like scrolling through reddit yeah. And if a video is longer than, like, a minute, uh-huh. unless it ha- there's, like, a reason for that, I'm not going to – I'm going to watch, like, 10 seconds of it and move right. on. Yeah. Yeah. And I, and that's, like, I, I mostly just watch YouTube now. Right. 
which I like a lot. And yeah. I, I like the longer videos. I'll watch like a 30 minute video from somebody. Yeah. Those are sometimes my favorite. I'm like, oh, finally. Yeah. <laughs> but I think the way YouTube has changed media is really significant. Yeah. Because most of these people, I mean, yeah, most of YouTube is a lot of just copycat bullshit. Right. But that copycat bullshit is copycatting original ideas. Right. And on the whole, I'm not a fan of, like, challenges and stupid shit like that. Mm-hmm. But even seeing someone... Because you watch for the personality, you know? Yes. Oh, yeah. Like, there's so many creators on there that I don't give a shit about what they're doing, but I like them, so I'll pop in yep. and check it out. Yeah. So even seeing, like, some bullshit, but from someone that you feel connected to... Mm-hmm. in a way more personal way than you would to, like, you know, a television actor or a reality right. TV star or a movie right. actor. I think that's really changing things, and I think it's going to continue to change things. Right. But it seems like people are people's attention span is getting farther and farther away from just digesting. I mean, I, I wonder how the movie industry is doing in general. I really have no idea. Well, I mean, I think the big studios are trying to do more like they're trying to do take after uh, the Marvel Cinematic Universe mm-hmm. and the Star Wars Cinematic Universe. Like, I think... Stuff people are already invested in in the way that you might invest in a YouTuber. Right, You feel exactly. connected to it on this other level. Yep. And, you know, so I think they do smaller releases, but I think what we really have to rely on are creators who just who don't produce through giant yeah like giant studios artists. anymore yeah but you know but then there are also a lot of shitty indie movies like i've mm-hmm, seen a bunch mm-hmm. of shit too yeah that doesn't like so but i think the the lesson is to like explore it you know at least yeah no it takes you're not gonna with with access to so much media you have to do some digging unfortunately mm-hmm. for me i find the most satisfaction i get out of movies is old movies yeah. Um, I last night I watched yesterday I watched I watched the first half of Lawrence of Arabia because it's four hours mm-hmm. long. <laughs> I'll mm-hmm. finish watching it today, and then last night I watched Chinatown because um, I still haven't seen that. Was it good? It was. It was like I couldn't believe how much I enjoyed it. Oh, I yeah. we went to it. yeah we went to a used uh, bookstore DVD store uh, and my dad was like you can get one thing and I was like all right <laughs> I really I really will. And so they had Chinatown on DVD because I'd been meaning to see it. And Jack Nicholson in it is incredible. And the writing is fantastic. And the story, like at the end, I was like, are you fucking kidding me? Yeah. (laughs) And it was great, you know, but the, but the thing about that, that I noticed when I was watching the scenes are long. There is a scene where it's just Jack Nicholson looking through some binoculars for yeah. like two but minutes. Isn't it nice to just sit with that though? It's it's amazing because you can really you get in with the characters. Yeah, it's, and that's it's incredible. And I think that's what's lacking. And we have this yeah. we have this conversation all the time about movies now, yeah. is that you just don't connect with them anymore. No, and no. like I was watching last night, I saw Delicatessen. Have you uh-huh. seen that? I haven't. Um, it's like a French film. The same director okay. of like Amelie is the big famous right. one. Um, and there were so many points that like, I mean, it's very fun and silly and like artsy and right. ridiculous. But there were so many scenes that 
I was like, why, why? I kept asking my friend, I was like, what, what's this about? Like, what is this for? You know, because I'm like trained that they need to be for something. Yeah. And there was a lot of scenes in that movie that were just like either contributing to the narrative in like a very insignificant way Mm -hmm. or just to like have a fun shot of like this room full of frogs, you know? Right. Or just like, I don't know, like not everything was hugely purposeful. I'd say that it was all purposeful. Right. But there were plenty of scenes that were just, like, contributing to the feeling of the narrative. Right. And I really appreciated it. And I think that's, bringing it back to this album, I think that's one of the reasons why I enjoy it so much is that I, Mm. it's, it is older at this point now, 25 years, which is bonkers. It's our age. Yeah, it came out the year we were born. But I think... One of the nice things about being where we're at with all of the overwhelming parts about media yeah, is that we have this filter through time, Uh huh. you know, so like Chinatown yeah. will always stand out as this like amazing movie and we can go yeah. back and appreciate that. We don't have to like yeah. spend a lot of time or work or money or effort accessing that. Right. Which is really nice. But I think I'm sure there are so many awesome movies, you know, that have been made that I'll never even hear about. Right, right. Because we do get focused on, you know, like, top 100 greatest films of all time. Oh, my God. It's which just... are great, and a lot of them yeah. are awesome, and a lot yeah. of them I don't care for. Right. But I but it was, I think music specifically, right mm-hmm. now, is so incredibly overwhelming. And movies, I don't even go to the movies unless I'm, like, I've been looking forward to something. Like, Isle of Dogs I went and saw. Right. Because I'm a little Wes Anderson bitch, and I love him. <laughs> And I really enjoyed it. Yeah. Um, and then uh, A Quiet Place was because my sister-in-law was like, hey, let's go see this. I want to see this. And I was like, okay, I love, like, horror shit. I'm yeah. really down. And I really, honestly, it was one of the best movies I've seen in a while. Right. And I don't want to hype it up too much, but and it, <laughs> it definitely had some moments that I was like, okay, like, yeah. I roll. Right. But for the most part, I was very invested in it. And I think yeah. that's a good sign. But, like, there's so much stuff yeah and there's people who are just like you know audiophiles or whatever and they just obsess over these things and they right become like experts in that area right and then uh, they'll still miss out on yeah really important things and i think i'm such a completionist that that idea stresses me out of like how much (laughs) there is out there yeah but I don't know. This is a rambling thought, but I know you know what I'm getting no, at. No, I do. And I think, for me, I think the prospect of everything that is out there, when I find something and I really enjoy it, I think I I circle back to it a lot. Like, yeah. I watch movies that I know I love already. I will, I will watch, you know, at least, like, once a year. I don't, like, watch them all the time. Mm-hmm. But I'll be like, it's time like it's time to watch this again yeah september is sound of music week exactly but yeah i don't know i lots of content but yeah the end i guess i don't know yeah i think it's interesting being uh doing a podcast that mostly focuses on media yeah pretty much have like holy (laughs) right right because i have such i feel like i have a weird relationship with media Mm mm-hmm in that, like, when I find something I connect with, I really get into it. Yeah. But that seems to be coming more and more rare. And more often, I just watch, listen, or read something, and I'm like, this is just like everything else. Like, this yeah. is just... Yeah. 
I don't need to have this be part of my life. Like, it no. doesn't do anything for me. No. I don't know. And I think that's why, like, with this with this album, something that I connected to mm-hmm. at a very specific point in my life. Right. I, like, I always go back to this album because it's yeah. just is such a, like, fun, familiar, happy, playful thing that I can get something out of every time. Right. Right. And I, th- I think I probably only have, like, 20 albums like that. Yeah. That, that I will could just continuously, like, return to as something right. that just connects with me and makes me feel things and puts me in a good place or puts me in a bad place or whatever. Right. And the rest are just stuff that I'll, like, forget about and then I'll remember it and be like, oh, yay. Yeah. It's nice. But I, I don't know. I, I'm going to stop saying, but I think. I swear to God. <laughs> this whole time I've just been thinking about how often I just say the same phrases. That's okay. I... While talking about everyone else doing the same things over and over again. <laughs> To be human is to just be human, I guess. I was gonna say like <laughs> not <deep>. not <laughs> not hypocritical, but I think it's but I don't know. Yeah, I don't have a complete no. Thought. I, th- I, I think can... I think I know what you're saying. Being human is being complicated. I think. Yeah, I agree. I would I would agree with that. I'm so complicated and interesting. I'm so I'm so quirky. <laughs> I'm so quirky. quirky. I'm like the quirkiest person. I have a Hello Kitty light and a bunch of weird dog pamphlets next to me. I'm so quirky. You're so quirky. Oh my and god. And I have mason jars that I painted. Oh my god. Uh, <laughs> you t- the good news is is you don't have to hate yourself because you don't actually think you're quirky for having those things. I remember getting really mad about people that describe themselves as quirky. I'm like, go fuck it's yourself. It's like, so angering. <laughs> it is so angering. I can it's just, just I can the think of like shit I've ever heard. Here's what I imagine: someone saying they're quirky. I imagine, and this is specifically not specific to our high school, but that's where I get it from. Mm-hmm. A side ponytail, the 3D glasses with the lenses popped out, and like a bow on their ponytail, and like just like I'm quirky. I'm so quirky. I think of just Zoe Deschanel. Period. Oh God! Oh like, God! Just just because of five hundred days of summer, where it's yeah. like, oh look, a quirky girl. Like yeah, I want to be like, quirky. Wow, wow. Oh God! Anyway, I love Joseph Gordon-Levitt in that movie. Anyway, uh, <laughs> do we have a segment today? Um, I think it's last week really messed me up because I thought I because we didn't do one, but I think it's oh. uh, my short segment. Oh okay. Um, is Doris Day dead? No, she's <laughs> she's still trucking. <laughs> She's still trucking. I hope, I, I like to imagine that you're, like, checking in with her, you know? Listen. You're, like, sending her a little text, like, Doris, you doing like, good? Hey, Doris, you doing okay, girl? <laughs> no, she's still, she's still going. Who knows? Good for her. Yeah, tell me about it. All right, well, oh, what would you give this album? I mean, you know. Oh, 10 out I, of 10? <laughs> in my head, this is a perfect album. 10 out yeah. of 10. I enjoy it. There's, it's just a great time. Right. There you what go. about you? Um, I think I would I'd give it a five, but only because I don't feel qualified to give it another <laughs> higher or lower. I think it's I think it's a solid album for people who really like enjoy hip hop and rap. I love your caveats. <laughs> Thanks. I, I'm not qualified. I'm not. <laughs> That's fair though. Like if you give me a swing album, I'm gonna be like, I don't fucking know. Right. Is this I'm good. Like, I don't know. Uh, yeah. Yeah. So. Cool. I think that's 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 that. Any any last words? Any closing catchphrases? Oh, <laughs> any closing catchphrases? Um, <laughs> that's what. Oh my god, when people die, that's what we yeah. should like. What's your closing okay. catchphrase? That's beautiful. <laughs> when people 
die? What's your closing yeah. catchphrase? Yeah, like, hey, what's your closing catchphrase? And they're like, um, uh-huh. good afternoon, good evening, and good night. <laughs> now I die. This is the end. I think that's it. I think we did it. That's it? Okay, all right. I think that's it. Bye, y'all. Bye, guys.